All right. Hello, everyone. I feel like it's been forever for me. Uh, welcome. Welcome to another Gambit podcast. I am SolarBase15 here with my good friend Zareth, and GAC is actually starting. How's it going, Zareth? I'm doing well, Solo. How are you? I yes, No complaints. No complaints. Yes, Prime. Who is that speaking? The Lord only knows. <laughs> um, yeah, so... How about this? We can actually join GAC right now. It's only been a month since yeah, the last time we did this. Don't click it. Don't do it yet. You're, you have remodding to do. Everyone, I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so what, why don't we talk about this? Because it, it honestly feels like... Um, oh God, it feels like I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> like, it's been so long since we've had... Th- GAC, let alone 5v5. It's no uh, joke, man. It's, yeah. Thank God we were already placing 11 teams. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that haven't played 5v5 in two and a half months, and now they have to place 11 teams when they never have before. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doing it, doing it for my alt, I was like, all right, so Karth, and like, we're blowing the dust off of you, boy. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, my alt my alt needed seven teams on defense, and now he needs eleven on defense. <laughs> That's oh good lord. <laughs> um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an intense season for some people. It is, including for my alt, because um, I, I was only placing ten teams last time, and now now we're up to the dreaded eleven. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting on that account. That's for sure. Oh man, I I am so interested in how Omicrons are gonna impact things. I I am just like I am so fascinated because this is this is the most. I, I mean, and, and it makes sense that this would be the most movement. But this is the most movement we've had in GAC in terms of like new teams and like different interactions and stuff. That probably more than we've ever had just because we've had two full months and they've introduced not only did they introduce like a full new game i mean it's it is like a new ish game mode in a, in a way but they also are they released a bunch of really important characters and omicrons are something that are just brand new and hugely impactful potentially yeah i mean my god um it feels like everything's changed. Like at this point, it feels like everything has changed since the last 5v5. Like, like you said, there's Omicrons out there that we now have to hunt down and deal with. Um, and there's a lot applied at this, at this point. And I feel like tomorrow by 5 p.m. Eastern, we're going to see an influx of a bunch more applied as well. And then on top of that, we have three or four, four new characters for this first week that are all kind of viable at three-star gear 11. Yeah, I I feel like they're all viable to some degree. I mean, the uh, well, okay, so you need the Omicron on Dash to have him be that viable, frankly. Um, Well, no, but you say that, but you add him as a fifth on the BAM squad, and he opens with his AOE, which is 15 hits. 
Right. So you just mod them slowly, you know, to be two speeds slower than BAM, and you automatically have 20 whistling birds on that team. Yeah, I mean, and that, that's cool. I guess my thing is I I was already getting 20 whistling bird getting 20 whistling birds otherwise. Like people keep saying that to me, like, no, but you get 15, and I'm like, oh, well. Uh, like you get them really fast. That's great. And if there was, if there was an infinite number of whistling birds that you get, then that, that becomes an amazing thing. But for me, at least the way I have it set up personally, the way I run it is I have, I do enough AOEs that that's not, it's never been an issue getting 20 whistling birds, like three V three though, that will be a huge game changer actually. Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, then again, 3v3, you only accumulate nine because you're only hitting three guys three times. That's still better than the current max yeah. nine that you're getting. Yeah, 3v3. You're, well, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Uh, that, that opens the door for you to get cl- close to 20. And he's, he's a fast character, too. Once he gets relict, he is a very one of the is among the fastest in the game, I believe. Uh, yeah, not as, not as fast as the other new one that's released, but he's. He's definitely zippy up and up there. Maybe I'm mixing him up with Kyle Katarn. Is he the other one you're talking about? Uh, no, I was talking about Mara Jade. Oh, is she that fast? Damn. She's her base. I think is 192. Jeez. Okay. I, I I've, I've been oblivious to that apparently, but yeah, that's her cool. Ba- her base is 192. <laughs> that's crazy. Is that the fat? What, what's the fastest base? Is that uh, is, is that the fastest? No, Gideon and Echo are 198. So other than the GLs, obviously, uh, she is right, the right. third fastest non-GL. What do you? How do you feel about the newer characters suddenly becoming like they're not Galactic Legend speed, obviously, but they're becoming the new meta of worth of speed. Like it, it's they're like Marquee Plus in a way. It, like they're. They're a little yeah. bit more, I mean, they're faster based than legendary characters for the most part. I mean, uh, yes. All of them are. For all of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I, so that's a good question. Uh, I don't have enough speed mods. That's my answer. Like when yeah. you have a character with a base 192 speed or I have it pulled up, Dash is um, base 190 speed. So Again, one of the fastest characters out there. He's tied with Cat. Um, you, you, you're supposed to put speed on him, right? I mean, it, it only makes sense. You're, they're the fastest characters. Take advantage of the speed. Right. God, I just don't have uh, that many speed mods. Yeah, me either. Yeah, and I know. It's like I don't have enough speed mods for Supreme Leader Kylo, much less much less some of these randoms like Mara. That's cool. She's really fast. I, I guess we have to look at how her, how she's going to end up playing too. Uh, you know, how, how amazing she's going to be or isn't going to be, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't and know. What's interesting is so many people wailed on her out of all the new characters. They're like, it's Mara Jade. I'm going, which I get, which, you know, that I completely get it. And so we're going to run into a lot of uh, G13 Mara Jades. Um, I, well, so here's the thing of, uh, yeah. So, so first off it's understandable. Cause she's a, just a cool kid, like 
she's one of the characters that's that's you know you want to yeah. you want to see as a fan it's exciting to see her but uh on top of that though she's also she's also a character that um is the she's the last one to be released and so if you're looking at farming plans to get star killer she's the most effective in that sure. regard too sure not the i mean honestly that if if you and i were to wail on one that that's the one i would choose if we were to crack it out on one i would choose mara jade just because the rest of them yeah i would like to have them all relic of course they're all all four are actually really good right. but uh she's at the end of the day the um she's the one who's going to get me star killer faster or fastest yes. in theory we'll, in theory we will have to honestly we'll have to see um because we still we don't know how they're going to release them yet so that's true lord only knows um they could very well wait until the end of gac then plop all four down in the whale store and say here you go they're all the same true but yeah that we we just don't know we have no way of knowing um uh, i'm i'm hopeful that yeah we can farm her kind of quick but um uh whatever i <clears throat> that everything about that they're like it's a modified release cadence You're, it's a better like they kind of spun it to be like a better thing for players i feel like and i, I don't really feel like that's actually like the it, it doesn't seem like there's been any indicator of it being significantly better for us well it's, it's significantly better for people that spend money because let, let's be honest here how pissed would you be like to get all four characters and to get star killer you got to spend 12 to 1300 dollars. how pissed would you be if all the characters hit the soft whale store in time for the event oh yeah no i and I agree with you on that. I don't, yeah. I'm not, I'm not by any stretch saying before the event. I, I wonder how, at what point we are going to be able to farm. Cause, cause actually Dash Rendar is getting pretty close to the point where we would normally be able to farm him actually. Uh, like he, he, he'd go into shipments at about this time, like in the, in the next you know week or two. Yeah. Well, so, and that's the funny thing. Cause I was talking about this with somebody and they're like, Oh yeah, you know it's going to be such a longer cadence here. When they actually announced the cadence, it was six. It was four to six weeks, and this year they've only done four weeks. They they've done like the accelerated cadence with every character this week. And somebody's like, if we don't get it after four weeks, it's going to be running late. And it's, huh? I mean, that's the way it feels. But technically, technically, it, it's not until after six weeks. And everyone was like. Oh, I don't like that. So. Well, okay. So the, there's an issue with that, though, in my opinion. Uh, you're you're right. So I acknowledge that you're you're correct on the four to six weeks. Um, they've also chosen to disregard their past things as well, though. Like they they okay. had a they had a cadence on how often we get credit heists, and without any word or warning. And and I'm mostly fine with it, frankly, because there's other methods of gaining uh, you know revenue and stuff so no real issues but they have just like taken our credit heists away for the most part we don't we don't get them hardly at all it used to be guaranteed 
we would get one every 10 days. And now it is not every 10 days for sure. No. Like it's not even close to that. So, and they didn't say anything. They, they promised that that's what it was going to be. They followed that cadence for a couple of years. So they're consistent. And then at some point they just decided internally to discontinue it. No one seems to have noticed. I don't really care that much, but at the same time, if they're sticking to like, they can't, they shouldn't hide behind I will. We said, we said that this is what we're going to be doing. And like, we, we've always said this, look at the, look at, we, we said this three years ago or four years ago. And then at the same time, say, uh, you know, just disregard the other things that they said, like it's being inconsistent. So. Sure. Sure. And to be clear, they haven't actually said anything about the cadence other sure. than it's going to be different. Um, that's fun. Still uh, makes me grumpy a little bit, but <laughs> we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll, and we'll see. We'll see what the release schedule is. I know a lot of people are predicting that they won't become farmable until after this GAC. Like everybody, because the Star Killer event is up for for good. I mean, once it's up, it's not quite up yet at the time of this podcast, but. Once it's up, it's up. So I, I've a lot of people are predicting that they're going to give the people that spent the money one full GAC to play with them, and then everybody else can get them before the next GAC. I mean, I'd probably be fine with that. It'll let me know which uh, which Omicrons I need to apply. <laughs> That's true. Someone in my YouTube comments just said, and I, I didn't. I couldn't verify like there's no official word on this, but they said that if you get the uh, if you get Star Killer, like once you unlock Star Killer and get everyone to Relic Seven or whatever, then then you actually end up getting three full Omicrons, like sixty total mats. And I don't know where they're getting that. I was like, oh well, that would be cool. I know that at the end of it, you're supposed to get like five or something like that, or maybe it's when you open the journey guide, you get it. Maybe. Oh. We'll find out. Um, I think that's what it, yeah. Maybe the Starkiller event does have a bunch of them in. God, if that's true, that would be fantastic. Um, I'm not counting on it, though. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't count on it. Never trust to hope. <laughs> right. It's abandoned these lands. <laughs> uh, I wonder if it gives you, uh, it doesn't, so it says, Oh, no. It says that it rewards Omicrons, but it doesn't say how much. So, this all might be poppycock. Um, it might be. But I, I won't find out for a while anyway. I'll let somebody else find out and tell me. Um, unless they were also counting the Omicrons if you had a five-star. Play it for the for the actual unlock events. Oh, yeah. Okay, maybe. maybe. I I don't really know. We'll yeah. Either as you way, say, we'll find out. We need what sixty between him and Boba. We need at least one twenty in the next month. Month yeah, five it's, weeks. It's it's too much to get everything and. Honestly, I would really like to get Boba. I keep thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? I don't really like Territory Wars, but I would like to have the ability to walk into Territory Wars and be competent, you know? 
Like, like right. I don't, I don't want to be this the guy who says, oh, okay, well, I'm good at everything except for territory wars. Like, I, I'm, always, I've always been fine at it. Like, it's it's PvP. I know the attacks. I just, I care less because it's a group effort, and I'd rather have the individual glory, I guess. But, well, and I also just don't want to have be changed to other people, you know, their success or failures. I, it annoys me so much when people are like, I crashed again, guys. I'm like, you yeah. always crash. Did you really crash or did you just suck at this game and you're saying you crashed? Right. How are you the only one that crashes every fight? Right. Right. I, I just get so tired. And if I crash, then it's my fault and I can just own it. Like, well, I, I should have, I should use a better emulator. I should, it, it can suck, but I'm, I'm still going to, I can own it as opposed to, some guy who sucks and just says he crashes and I'm, maybe he does. I'm not going to own that. I'm not going to take any credit for that. So yeah. Anyways, um, anyways I, I would like, I would like to get Boba though. That brings up. So I wanted to talk to you about this and then, you know, got busy last week and forgot to, but one of the things I wanted to talk about is the fact that, um, even if, if you're not in a territory war guild right now, the way you apply the Omicrons may ensure that you're never in one. Like, Oh, really? Um, like, what do you mean? Well, because, so think of it this way, right? Let's say right now you have three Omicrons stored up, right? And you're like, what am I going to do before this GAC? And you plan on unlocking Dad Bod Boba in five weeks, but you also plan on uh, unlocking Starkiller in five weeks. And so let's just say you get another three by then and you have six Omicrons. If you only apply the GAC Omicrons, mm -hmm. the top end territory war guilds are going to tell you, yeah, but you don't have dad bod Boba. We need 50 of them. Right. Well, and yeah. You, and you've used all your Omicrons. So I feel like I've talked to a lot of people are like, oh yeah, my guild doesn't care. I'm just going to apply all the GAC ones. And it's kind of this, like, you're going to fall behind on the territory war side. So if you, if you apply all your Omicrons now, you are pretty much committing yourself to a, to a future of a certain expectation in, in the game. <laughs> to a life of hardship. <laughs> well, it's because it's, if you are interested in territory wars, I mean, at some point, the territory war guilds are going to pass you by. It's like right now to get into a good guild, you need a decent roster and good mods. Like you need mods to compete with 22 teams or no, it's territory wars at 16 teams. Um, and there are a lot of people with good rosters that apply to the big territory war guilds and they're like, yeah, you, you got the characters, you got the relics, but you don't have the mods. In three months, it's going to be, you got the characters, you don't have the Omicron. Sorry, you can't help us. Good day, sir. So sure. yeah, um, I, I think there needs to be a little prudence with applying Omicrons. If you're, if, you know, you're going to have Starkiller and you have like, you already have four Omicrons, go ahead, apply some GAC ones. If you never plan on leaving your guild, go ahead, do what you're going to do. But I think a lot of people out there are like, yeah, I want to do GAC right now, but man, I like R9s too. And you know when the next GL is announced, people are going to be like, 
I want R9s. The fastest way for that is to get five droid brains every territory war. Um, right. And if Dad Bod Boba's out, you might not be getting those R9s if you haven't applied or haven't saved up a couple of Omicrons to apply to TW characters. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's it's uh it's gonna be a mess, is what it what it's gonna be because GAC is more important than territory wars now in a lot of ways. Right. Like those daily crystals are just too good to ignore. Right. It's so. it's it's more important until the R9 is needed for a GL. Yeah. And then you're you're absolutely right though that then i mean and territory war guilds should be a little choosy i i have right, no right. I, I don't blame them for that it's just you're right though it's it's just kind of a mess on who who applies what essentially you you need to make sure that you have at the at the high end where we're at you need to make sure you have dad bod mods or right. dad bod omicrons be, uh, because we came well our alt came from a guild that was all good people but the past three months, they've kind of fell <laughs> fell behind, you know. And the guild was fantastic for the longest time, and then all the players mm-hmm. were five and a half, six year players, and just got tired. And especially the last three months, they've slacked a little bit. My alt can just now apply its first R nine. Oh wow! And, and so. Mine too, actually. (laughs) Surprise, we're in the same guild (laughs) forever. (laughs) Um, But so being in a guild that's decent at territory war can be really important. Um, So, you know, it's something for people to just keep, keep in the back of their head. Don't go, don't go full GAC if you want to get the new GL right away type of situation. Uh, You might, you might want to just save. And I'm not saying apply it to territory war characters just blindly. Just save. Just save. Like, if you want to apply, if you're like, oh, crap, this GL comes out in four weeks and I still need an R9 and I only have five uh, five of the droid brains, I better join a territory war guild. <laughs> they're going to look at you and be like, okay, how many Omicrons do you have saved up? And if you have them saved up, they're going to Come on in with open arms. If you don't have them saved up, you're now the lowest roster on in the guild. Yeah. Welcome brother. Right. If you make it. So just something, just something to think about. Cause I've, I've seen a lot of people talk on our server. I've been lurking for the past three days. I've seen a lot of people talking about Omicron. They're like, yeah, my guild won't care. I'm going to apply them all. And then it's like, just realize that there might be repercussions because there might be. So here's an interesting thought too. I just had where oh, okay, so so you're you're right. Like at the top end, that's that's how it works. You also have this interesting thing of you know guilds will take a chance on a on an account that's efficient and has has good mods and all this stuff, even if the account is a little bit lower. I think that there's also an additional incentive though. If people are get are able to get that red box at lower levels, uh, I know the. You know, you and I just kind of assume we're going to get it at, and we should, if we try, we should get the the red box because we have all the teams and stuff. So there's no excuses that are actually good there. But uh, there's also the the idea, though, that if people are getting the red box at 5 million GP or whatever, which happens, that does happen, uh, then they can actually... 
they could actually get dad bod boba and without it without really even substantially increasing their gp that much they'll have boba and they could apply three omicrons and walk into a bigger guild saying hey i'm bringing an extra galactic legend to the table and all i had to do was well I mean, it's a big, it's a monumental task in some levels, but all I had to do, quote unquote, is get dad bod and throw some Omicrons and suddenly I have, I'm bringing something new to this territory war mix that I normally, the other bigger accounts can't. And it doesn't cost the same amount as a Galactic Legend for unlock purposes. Right, right. And dad bod does, <laughs> in territory wars is going to be filthy. Yeah, I he's think gonna be, he's going to be good outside of it, but he's going to be filthy in Territory War. Yeah, I'm excited to use him in GAC, but Territory Wars, I am excited to use him. And that's another reason. I mean, we talk about things that are exciting, kits that are exciting and stuff. I I, I keep the Omicrons are just cool. They let they op- I want to use Rolo for the first time. I saw a bunch <laughs> of videos with Rolo just destroying yeah. people. That that was cool to me. Right. You oh, know, absolutely. And it's she hers makes a lot of sense. Maybe not, maybe not for us, but you know, for there's a lot of people that apply Frollos and just help the guild like immediately. Here, boom. CLS is now platooned and is the fastest character platooned, and Frollo still lets you go four for four. And a lot of people have said it's even easier than using a CLS lead. Yeah, people say like it's it's really close to just auto, and I, I thought that was cool. And then you can there's so many Commander Luke's out there that you have to donate that, uh, you know, for for our guilds right. it's not an issue. Like you said, it's like you could use you can use any number of teams, but uh, you know, or or characters, or whatever. But at at lower levels, everyone has Commander Luke, but they don't necessarily have. Uh, a Mon Mothma team or a BAM team or whatever you want to use. And so putting that will substantially help your guild in a lot of ways. Uh, so, I which, mean, which helps you in the long run. Um, yeah. If you're not with a bunch of dirt bags. Oh, well, there's, yeah. Uh, but so these Omicrons are, they're a lot of fun. And I feel like they are very, you know, shiny shiny new objecty i guess you could say um where i mean when qui-gon and zam came out the first thing i looked at was oh zam looks really cool but qui-gon i want to apply this immediately and thank god we didn't have gac for a month um because now i'm looking at it like qui-gon looks cool Mm -hmm. zam yeah that's the one well, and for me, Dash got got to be the one. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't necessarily want to. I mean, I did. I was excited to use him. Yay, I get to use my, yeah. like a new core. And then GAC didn't happen. And I was just stuck without you being able to use him. But I'm actually, so he's, he's four stars. He's, I'm not going to be cracking out on him or, or anything. I'll, I'll will light whale uh, <laughs> or whatever. But soft whale i think is what you called it i like that yeah um but i i'm actually excited about using him too because even though there was kind of a mistake on my end i should have held on to it and waited to see what the other ones were going to be and everything uh, now i get to use a character that no one else is going to be u- using really because everyone is either going to be putting it on qui-gon or zam and so 
yeah, I get to, I get to test a new character. Now it's not that my roster might not be as effective as it normally would have been, but um, I don't know. I'm just excited to see how that all pans out as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's, it'll, so here's, that's the other thing. Like his is still good. Like his is just as good as the day it was released. And it's so easy to say this one's better, this one's better, or, but it's still good. And it's something that you're going to run into less frequently. And so how do you plan for it? You know, like if you don't face it, you have no way to test it. How does your opponent plan for it? And I don't know if they a lot of people are just going to overkill it. They're going to throw like gas or throw, you know, a GL at it and just be like, I'm not dealing with this. And yeah. so that's a, that's a win. Like right there, flat out win. What do you do with a Bosque team when your boss, uh, like, how do you beat a Bosque lead team with Zam in it when Bosque and Grief are 390 speed each? <laughs> like what what do you do okay. exactly like you commander luke will dominate that team he'll still crush it yes. but but then like but jedi training race CL, or you have one cls like yeah yeah like what what do you do i i'm at a loss for that i'm uh, you know uh, do you use do you, i mean i guess there's other turn meter kind of teams like maybe you could do something with maul and uh, but Maul, if you're just using armor with Maul, that's not going to work. I guess if you use Maul with Watt, it might work with a little Watt. bit. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, Maul is only going to end up with three stacks to start with. And he'll go, he'll do his AOE, he'll get his five stacks, and then eventually Watt will get a turn. But then the boss team is going to take a bunch of turns first. And they're all well, going to be so turbo boosted with their with their speed and damage from Zam. Yeah, that's that's where you need Candorous to gain the 100% turn meter sure. on the assist, then take advantage of Frenzy. But so there's teams like there, there's going to be teams that beat all of these teams. It's a question of, uh, you know, and we've said it before of this team beats that team, but doesn't beat this other team. And so it's the chess game of what teams you keep and what teams you set on defense, because you can you can spiral out of control of there's only 11 defense teams and you're like i need to keep this i need to keep that i need to keep this i need to keep that and next thing you know there's nothing on defense so it's you know maybe the plan is yeah if they put it on defense i'm going to use a gl just that way i can keep these other three teams on defense so let's play a, a fun game if you want to um why don't we why don't Sounds we dangerous. why don't we impromptu rank the omicrons in order i, I can share the lit uh, just the gac ones <laughs> i can share okay. uh, my screen with you on discord and you'll be able to uh, like it'll just show okay. i have the list pulled up so okay you good with that yep okay calling you on discord All let's right. do it i have to mute myself there okay Okay, and now... Oh, but you didn't mute yourself, by the way, on Discord? Oh, now I did. All right. My bad. So okay. here, that's... So this is the this is the list that I I came up with, but whatever, like, this was kind of the, the ranking, but um, Starkiller is three, of course, and then 
Zam, uh, you can see the rest, all of them each have one. So in your opinion, like what, what's the worst, I guess, is the, the biggest question. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. My Discord decided to be... It's... Hold on. I don't think you're sharing anymore. Mm, I am. Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, God, which one is the worst? I'm going to say Rose, but not because, again, not because it's bad, just I don't know where she gets used that makes a team mm -hmm. better than it already was. Like, it's really right. good. Just it's missing a team to be on. Oh, and it's missing testing. I feel like we could find well, the right too. teams yeah. and be able to find the right, the right balance, but without a ton of sample size. I mean, I, I bet you and I could hammer okay. it out in a couple a couple rounds of arena testing, but we just, we can't test it. So, and why would we risk putting an Omicron? I agree. I, I would say right. that Rose, right. Roses is the worst. Um, yeah. Um, well, so like, are we treating Starkiller who has three as one well so i don't think star killers are as good like all of star killers are as good as other ones on here right so one of them is essential i think yes the the uh, unique yeah his his unique uh, i think it's um yeah, yeah. while in grand arena this it's the one that makes him good basically right at least in yes. gac um but like the other one of Oh, no, that's... I think it's his specials. The, the one where it just dispel all buffs on enemies. Like, that's good. I mean, I want to be able to dispel all buffs on enemies, and I can find a ton of times that that'll be useful. But that's probably not as good as Zam's. Right. Uh, that makes the team... That, that situation that I just described of <laughs> what do you do with, with against a Bosk right. team where Bosk is 390 speed? Uh, what happens? So... Right. Yeah, so I, I yeah, I think his his top one is as essential as they come. That's yeah, that's like applying most of the Galactic Legend Zetas. So here's the thing for me, I kinda and I know Calvin will hate me for this. I kind of put Chief Chirpa third on that list. The problem is not many people have it. Third or have a team that can go with it. Like I'd put Chirpa ahead of Qui Gon. Like you, you like the Chirpa one better than Qui Gon's. I do. Uh, I, th I think I think that there is actually certain wisdom to that because uh, people aren't uh, like people don't realize that they're saying that low uh, that Nest will just destroy the the Ewok team, and I think that there's the possibility that that happens. But I also think that Low Gray just shuts Nest down pretty well, and. Right. Yeah, that I think it's way better because the you have you have the plus 30 speed, but then you also on top of everything, you have you have the ones that everyone is um everyone's gaining every time they use a special, then they they call someone to do a basic, and the amount of turn meter gain there is so crazy that I just don't know that there's a lot of teams that are even gonna get a turn. Once right. the Ewoks it's, start, I don't think they'll get many turns. It's like taking uh, or going up against the troopers in Conquest and 
you know, you kill Piet twice and then, oh my God, they just took a turn and your, your team is gone um, because mm-hmm. they gained so much turn meter. It's the same idea with the Ewoks. And here it's really, really easy to get pack blues up to like 360, 370 because of his unique with, right. with the additional 30 speed here. Um, and yeah, that, so, that, third, that plus 30 speed is huge. It, it can't be understated. Right. And so here's the thing. People are probably right about it with Nest. Like, okay, great. It, it stops. It's, you know, it doesn't stop Nest. Um, but you use this on offense, it's going before any Darth Revan team. Like, yeah. it, it might not kill gas, but Ewoks could already kill Darth Revan back in the day. The trick was you have to go faster than it. And then when, G, you know, G13 came out and all, like, all this junk, um, a 400 Paplu is going to go first and dispel uh, the Sith Empire Trooper immediately. And then Ewoks get to go to town. Yeah, like, do they kill Malak? Uh, who knows? But do they kill Darth Revan? Yeah, prob- actually, probably no problem, even though they're not assisting against him. They- Wicket right. still does a crazy amount of damage. And he's got an extra 40% more damage on his basic with the Omicron, too. Yeah, and his basic isn't bad at all, actually. People disparage right. Wicket to their detriment. So I actually, so I put this higher than Qui-Gon, and here's the reason I put it higher than Qui-Gon. It's because it doesn't kill other teams to use it. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's an Omicron. It doesn't kill any other teams, and it's going to be more powerful than people expect. Because everyone, it's so easy to say, "Oh yeah, Nestle, Nestle still solo it or two man it with Kira." Like, God, it's going to be so easy, guys. But when you're some of your best defense teams are now vulnerable to an Ewok team, <laughs> like. You have to worry about that. Well, Ewoks are good banners. If they win, they'll get 60 a lot of times. Right. Right. So. So. Yeah. And that, that's the other part of it is Qui-Gon's not getting you 60. No, he never will. Uh, People say, right. here's a crazy idea. Don't let him die. And I'm like, okay, so if you don't let him die, then you're getting a 55 instead of 57. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Um, yeah. yeah, I do think I, I do think you're right. Like Chirpa is right there. In fact, I think I think Chirpa's is pretty awesome. Um, I, yeah, the Qui Gon Jin one. A lot of people are arguing that Qui Gon Jin creates a team from nothing for them, and I, I have to wonder what teams they're thinking it creates because I'm. On all my accounts, my Jedi are just completely spread thin already. I don't have, I don't have an extra random four relic Jedi that I can just use, or even you know Gear Twelve Jedi that I can just throw in there. They're they're already assigned to their teams, and they're so Qui Gon has to be shoehorned in somewhere. Yeah, um, right, and that's the thing. Like, and everyone says put Cam with Qui Gon. Put Cam and uh, Grandmaster Yoda with Qui-Gon. Well, what the hell are you doing with your Jedi Master Luke team? Like, it's not going to take out uh, Ray's anymore. <laughs> or probably Lord Vader's, because you don't have uh, Grandmaster Yoda or Cam. Like, who? 
what are you doing to your GL team? And mm-hmm. so it's really easy to build up an OP Qui-Gon team. Really easy. You know, there's so many good Jedi. You could do it without blinking an eye. Right. But at the expense of somebody else. Like your Barris is not going to hit for 40K with this team. As much as you try, Barris is just going to be like, oh, that's cool. Here, Here's my wet noodle. Right. Your mace, same thing. Your mace is going to be like, I am the most fearsome purple lightsaber wielder in the game. Ha ha. Yeah. And then. And, yeah. Three star Mara Jade. It's like, nope. So like Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon is an amazing 3v3. Uh, Omicron. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's going to be like Qui-Gon, Jedi Knight Anakin plus one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and you can spare Jedi Knight Anakin. Yep. Right, right, exactly. Especially in 3v3 where... Um, but for 5v5, I, I've re- it's you can make teams with Qui-Gon. Like, I have a build-out that if I wanted to apply the Qui-Gon's uh, Omicron, mm-hmm. I can make it work. But that's the thing. I'm, I can make it work. Like, I'm shoehorning sure. it. So here's, in my opinion, I don't, I don't think that, in my opinion, at least for the rosters that I have, that I've, you know, been constructing, he doesn't create a new team for me. The one possibility that is the most intriguing out of maybe all of these abilities, uh, except for Star Killers, which is super awesome. Uh, I think right. that the awesome thing about Qui-Gon, the potential exists that he will be able to kill a Galactic Legend on his like an off meta counter just go in he dies can you imagine like supreme leader kylo goes in pokes qui-gon qui-gon dies and then the whole team just goes nuts and kills supreme leader kylo like i don't i don't know how it works because then you have you have to kill the tanks first and you have to and they're and like hux is going to go after that and there's there's all these logistical issues that that exist but all the cool part of his of his Omicron don't apply when GLs are present. Well, so he, he still gets a lot of offense to him, right? He's right. Still... He, he gives him a lot of offense, but all the other Jedi can die. So it's like, oh, oops. <laughs> Supreme Leader Kylo just poked, you know, my important character. <sighs> Damn it. You know? Right. Well, yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to see. Well, it doesn't, and it's not clear. It's it, it just says, hold on, or at the start of the battle, if there are no galactic legends and all allies are Jedi. So if there are no galactic legends, so I guess that means that no galactic legends on either side. That I, I would call that ambiguous language because the rest of it's talking about his own squad. But yeah, you're, you're I, probably right that it's probably just if there's a GL, then it doesn't apply. But it'd be nice though, especially in 3v3. You, you put him in there with a couple Jedi, maybe you're able to tank, take him down. I don't know. Yeah, I... Take down uh, Kylo. I don't know. Um, hold on. Oh. Let's see. Let's When in doubt, go to the SWG. Uh, yeah, code. Go, go Cubs is saying one thing. Sim is saying another thing in the chat. I don't know if... Uh, yeah. I just don't know. <laughs> Brill, I'm, I'm trying to, except for the code on .gg is not very clear about it. 
Damn Even it. the code isn't clear, dear Lord. Um, so <laughs> Lord only knows. Because there is a bunch from, you know, check from ally side, but then there's also check from both sides. Oh, no, it is. It's both sides. Query count. Query, galactic legend, enemy, ally, all. So it's find all from both sides. Hmm. Okay, well, that puts a little damper on his capability of maybe countering a galactic legend. I still, I actually still think like it's still going to add an enormous amount of offense. I think that the possibility still exists, but yeah, it's, it'll be harder in, the, in that case. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, boy, it, it could take out gas or something. Um, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> well, at this point, who does care? Right. I mean, good Lord. Um, I got, what, how, what am I going to put on defense? That's not a galactic legend. Like I, like gas is taken out easy now. Even Darth Revan, if you go up against somebody with a Zam, like the Zam Omicron, it's like gas will be what fifty aided by CLS. Um, maybe if you're lucky, fifty five. Darth Revan's going to be taken out by the Zam Omicron, and it's like, what do you put on defense? Right. Oh, I I don't know. I I think so. I was talking to Celiac Sarah from uh, the Hollow Table News Network. You know, she's we've been working together a lot, and she was she's she was like, well, I, you know, she sent me with a wink. She was like, I'm just gonna put it on, put the Qui Gon Jin team on defense with, and make it my own my opponent's problem. And I actually think for the first week or two, that's that's gonna be great. Because um, yeah, people are people are not going to have a way you can't test against it you're just like all right i have galactic legend or i have to really hope that zareth uh you know and solo uh, theory crafted right <laughs> right yeah but so again what qui-gon team do you put on defense that doesn't weaken your anti-gl squads right oh but- and that that's a good question too like if you're you know everybody's not at the same point of us so i know people that are five million gp that applied the qui-gon omicron like if you don't have a jml like go go ahead like apply the qui-gon omicron right um but if you have all the jedi like what team are you going to put on defense right that's not like oh you just used your grandmaster yoda that means you're going to get your ult a lot slower going against uh some of the other teams where you know the strategy is call yoda 10 times with the lead ability and he gains a ton of turn meter so he gets to call other people a bunch of times and you get your ult like twice as fast oh sorry grandmaster yoda's on defense you can't do that oh and cam's on defense too so you have to use ezra and ayla Jedi Master Luke is your damage dealers. Uh... <laughs> so you you and I are talking a pretty big game of like he's not he's not as great, but I think I, one thing that I think is is actually it's been funny to me is people have been approaching me because I made I've made a few videos of just yeah you know just pointing out all the a lot of these different things about Qui Gon and 
people are like, well, when he's good, like you're gonna be embarrassed or whatever. Like a couple, couple like tough guy. Like I can't wait to see you humiliated. And I'm like, I can't wait to never hear from you again. I don't care what you think. But but the thing that's making me chuckle is if he's actually really awesome and someone comes up with a really good team, then I'll just use that team and apply the Omicron and we'll be good. So right. And know. here's the thing. Like <laughs> I don't we care. like we said at the start, it's not that it's bad. It's just we're talking about what we think is better. <laughs> Seal says solo. Don't forget about Juhani. <laughs> <laughs> she is the best Jedi tank. Um, <laughs> God, <laughs> uh, but like, here's the thing. Qui-Gon's is great if you have the Jedi. Or you don't have all the Jedi. But when I, I already have my Jedi Master Luke team that can take out Lord Vader and take out Rey. You know, I have my Jedi Knight Revan team that'll take out any Supreme Leader Kylo. So I say, see on defense. Like, who else is going to be left after I'm taking out Rey and Supreme Leader Kylo or Lord Vader? And is it worth not taking out Lord Vader or Rey just to build a Qui-Gon team? That, right. like, that's, that's my point. Like, if I didn't have Jedi Master Luke and Yoda and Cam needed a home, I would apply Qui-Gon without blinking. But it because it makes sense. But I have Jedi Master Luke. So I have him at R9. So like, why am I gonna weaken that team? Well, my all put a put an Omicron on Relic uh, on gear 12 Zam, actually. Mine did too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, as well. <laughs> Yo, well, because even yeah, even my gear 12 Sam is 290 something speed. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. go share. Gain speed, then share, please. Right. Yeah, exactly. It makes that team just crazy difficult to counter because you don't have any characters that are fast enough. Right. Moff, and- Moff, Moff Gideon's like, uh, I, have, I have 379 natural speed. You're like, it's not enough, bud. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, the funny part is there's over almost 18,000 Qui-Gon Omicrons. There's 1,600 Zams. Hold on, say, say uh, the stats again. So there's almost 18,000 Qui-Gon Omicrons. There are 1,600 on Zam. I, I'm so baffled by it. I think I think it's because of our of the players just no one has good bounty hunters i mean i i've loved them forever and so i guess i'm just like all three of my accounts have relic bounty hunters you you just if i play the game i'm gonna have bounty hunters is one of my fundamental squads because you need them for every single important thing in the game almost that's on some level but uh, like uh, but that that's been the thing that everyone's been telling me too is uh, they either they either say Qui-Gon creates a new team for me and maybe it does that that's great if it does yeah. that's cool oh and and they also say well my Jedi or my bounty hunters are all just awful they're they just suck and so Zam's not gonna help them and if that's the case then yeah don't put it on Zam like don't don't just right. put it on Zam because right. Zareth said to or something I I get that I just <laughs> I guess I'm always coming from a place of, hey, bounty hunters are a huge, hugely impactful, nice thing to have on on your account. Why, why wouldn't you put it on Zam? Because bounty hunters are already right. good. Zam's gonna just make them crazy. 
So <laughs> and so there's a bunch of people in the chat that are saying, well, that's just because more people have Qui-Gon, because more people went for Jedi Master Kenobi. There are still, God mental math, 57,000 Zams at 12 gear 12 or higher. 57,000. Um, so that's <laughs> that's based that's all of Kyber. Like all of Kyber essentially has gear 12 or higher Zam statistically. <laughs> that's funny. so that number still shocks me. Like, sure, quite more people might have Qui-Gon at gear 12 or higher, but 57,000 is not a small number. Like it's it's just it's not. Um so I I only only sixteen hundred. Uh it just it, I think people are going to start to run into Zam on defense because even Van Seal says, no, 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 put Zam on defense. Because like you said, how do you counter a 400 speed Bosk? And I think the first time they run into her, they're going to be like, oh, I get it now. Like, right. I mean, that, that, that's what my alt is doing. I, it's not, I'm not hiding GLs in the back, I think, this time. Uh, oh, well, I might, uh, but it's going to be GLs in the front and then the teams in the back are going to be the teams that people use GLs on when they're in the front. Right. Yeah. Like you, you've only countered gas with Sith eternal. How are you going to counter gas now? You've only countered Darth Revan with your Supreme leader, Kylo because mine is at 345, how are you going to counter him now that you don't have a GL to counter him with? Yeah. Um, I think I think that's the plan. And if you get to the back zone without a GL and you're facing a 400-speed Boskin Grief, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, – I, I mean – I think that that'll that it's just going to add so much, so many wrinkles to things. Like you say, I mean, yeah, you, you only have one Commander Luke. At, well, Commander Luke is going to be it, he's going to be amazing on offense now because he's going to counter all this stuff. Like he'll Commander Luke probably still. I'm interested to see. I guess Commander Luke probably doesn't do that great against Qui Gon if they have Jedi and Anakin on the team. If a Qui-Gon's on defense, just because you, you'd have to shoot Qui-Gon and kill him, and then Anakin's gonna get his turn and do his super hit, and your whole yeah. team really might just die from that. It, it very well could. Yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing <laughs> about the Qui-Gon Om- Omicron is it'll never hold the line forever. It won't prevent a full clear. No, it, it will not. You kill Qui-Gon. And then they blow their load and kill everyone. And then you just kill the rest of the hapless Jedi who don't have a lead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, right. It, Qui-Gon is at most a two-shot. Like, there you go. <laughs> you, he, Which is good sometimes. I mean, in the age of efficiency players, a two-shot gives you some wiggle room. But it is yeah. at best a two-shot. Unless they're just hitting it with garbage, and then you know it could hold. But so, uh, would you rather have the dash Omicron or the Talon Omicron? So, me personally, that has mm-hmm. an R five Vandor uh, right. and has the Yolo Zeta, um, 
I would say Dash. I think the majority of people would probably say Talon just because they have the Darth Revan team. Or not Darth Revan, the um, Trio. Sith Trio team. Yeah. But for me personally, it would probably be Dash. That's fair. Yeah, I think I agree personally. But I, at the same time, I think like my alt is probably just going to have a, a gear eight Talon on Darth Revan's team on defense some at least yeah you know because she she will artificially boost that team speed enough that people are going to have problems with it and so that's immediately useful dash is almost just useless on my alt right now as currently configured he has he has some interesting stuff but unless he has relics he's just going to be pretty worthless to me i don't i don't have especially with the omicron and and talent is also she doesn't you don't need the Omicron on her, on my alt, to do what I'm doing with her, so. <laughs> right. I don't know. I, yeah. Talon, I really like Talon's. Um, I just don't think it's going to be viable until I have her at Relics. Like that's, that's my problem with it, is I really like it. I don't have her at Relics. Like, dashes, you can use at three-star, as long as, as, long as you have Vandor which not everybody has a relic up Vandor. Um, sure. But I, Dashes, I think, is more viable at three-star than Talons is at three-star. But I like Talons. I really like Talons. Yeah. I, I, I guess the it, it becomes a question of at, at what point do you prioritize things? Because I'll, I'll be, I put the one on Zam, and I, I did I do just have the one on Dash. I think that was potentially foolish, but I'll try to enjoy it. And then I don't think I'm going to put one on Qui Gon for a good long while. I think that, like you said, I'm more likely to put one on Chirpa or potentially on, I mean, Star Killer. Obviously, I need to have at least one or two of them saved. Probably three. He's going to want all three eventually, and then. And then, of course, we, you have to put them on on dead bod, depending yeah. depending on the situation. Right. So, right. Um, I'm actually so. Star Killer is the first legendary or higher that I'm not going to get on the first day of the event, or well, the first run of the event. I didn't always get him first day. Sometimes it took me the full week, um, but. Starkiller is the first one that I'm not going to get immediately. And I'm kind of not happy about it, but at the same time, <clears throat> it'll be nice to see other people use it and see which Omicrons are actually important for them. Yeah. The problem is you and I are going to be matched with people who have the Starkiller already. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the second week, because thank God they, he's, not available for the first week. That's sure, too much okay. change for me. Yep. Too much change. Um, yeah, but yeah, right second week. That. Second week, we need to figure out how to kill. Them. And I, I don't know. Don't know. I guess we <laughs> should talk. <laughs> we could talk about his kit. We can. We can talk about his kit. But yeah. figuring out what's going to kill him, I feel like is going to be a next weekend problem. <laughs> because yeah, <laughs> let's figure out four other new characters and five other Omicrons. Um, but we should talk, talk about Star Killer's kicks. We haven't on this podcast. Um, oh. 
All right. So actually, I pull it up. Hold on. Uh, there we go. Fix it a little bit and center it. Uh, all right. So the first, and actually let me let people see it. So the first move is his basic. And so, good Lord, this is where the OP already begins. So it's deal physical damage to a target enemy twice. And if it's Star Killer's turn, you inflict shock for a turn and then deal physical damage to all other enemies. Right. It's an uh, AOE on his basic. So interesting. Right. I haven't ever that, seen that before. That hits twice. Mm hmm. <laughs> That's. Oh, good Lord. Um, and if he has Unleashed, which we will talk about shortly, it reduces his special ability cooldowns at the same time. Yeah. Um, and actually, the one thing we didn't talk about is he doesn't have a lot of tags. He's dark side Attacker, and Unaligned Force user. Like, that's his tags. Um, yeah. So second ability, where he gets to push the boxes into people. Um, so this is one of his Omicrons, which I'll, we'll talk about last, but before the Omicron, it's deal physical damage to a target enemy, inflict a daze and vulnerable for two turns, can't be resisted, and gain 25 stacks of force energy, um, and the attack can't be evaded. Uh, when he has unleashed, it's inflict buff immunity and healing immunity for two turns, which can't be resisted. Which so that right there is strong enough. Now, when you add in the Omicron part of it, it's when he has unleashed, dispel all debuffs on all allies, and the buff immunity and healing immunity can't be copied, dispelled, or resisted. So it becomes a locked debuff, basically. Right. Uh, which. So obviously that Omicron adds adds a lot, but like we were talking about, it's not it's not the best Omicron right. out there. Um, right, it boosts one ability on a team. It it doesn't even really right. buff the team that he's on. It just kind of makes him personally more more threatening, and that's it's he's good. He's a he's meant to be a menacing, really strong character. It's just right. he's also. He's also just one person on the team, and he doesn't actually, as opposed to Qui-Gon, who does boost the whole team, Zam boosts the whole team, Chirpa boosts the whole, you know, it's it's all like leadership yeah. level characters, or leadership level abilities, and Starkiller's stuff is just, he hits a little harder, and maybe it's so much harder that it makes it a must-have, but my right. guess is not so much. I don't think it's going to be that impactful. Well, and, oh, and here's the thing, he bad. has to be unleashed. He has to be unleashed right. for it to apply. So, which we'll talk about how to get unleashed when we get down to the unique. Mm -hmm. um, so, third ability is Force Repulse. And this one is um, another Omicron ability. It's dispel all buffs on target enemy and deal physical damage to all enemies. So, it's an AoE that can't be evaded. And the attack deals. 5% more damage for each buff dispelled. 
And when he's unleashed, it's deal 25% more damage for each buff dispelled instead, instead of the 5%, which is a big, big modifier. Um, this is the one that I would apply second, I think. Yeah, because if you apply the Omicron, it's dispel all buffs on all enemies. So it's not just one target enemy, it's mm-hmm. all buffs, and it makes him hit hard <laughs> because it's 25% nice. more damage for each buff and you're dispelling all enemies. Right. Um, well, probably a massive overkill because of power creep and stuff, but I just keep imagining him going up against the Jedi Revan team with with uh, Yoda, Grandmaster Yoda, and they just have like 12 greens on each of them, and he just right. melts the whole team. I mean, it, it sounds pretty cool. I don't... Right. Like I said, probably overkill, but it's... A man can dream <laughs> is all. Uh, all right, so the size means nothing, which is the cool, the cool animation of him <laughs> pulling is, down the Star Destroyer. It's also uh, not what she said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this one is, uh, it's a granted ability. You, you have to become unleashed to unlock it. You can only use it once in a battle. It's basically... Uh, an ultimate ability of deal damage equal to 80% of Starkiller's max health to all enemies, stun them for one turn, which can't be resisted, and allies recover 100% health and protection, and if the attack defeats an enemy, Starkiller gets a bonus turn. Um, huh. It's so, just stupid. <laughs> well, there, there's other modifiers as well of if you take the right, if you take the exact weird team comp that they're asking for, then he gains a hundred percent max health. So that immediately right. increases the viability of this by a huge amount. My guess is that he's not going to have a huge max health or maybe it will be pretty decent. I just, well, I don't know see what it is. So oh, do we? Okay. I guess you're right. I just haven't looked at it. I'm, I'm yeah. out. His out base of health is, Oh, I, I don't have it pulled up on the screen, right? But his base health is about 40,000. At, at gear or at relic at uh oh that's only gear 13 hold on let's go to we'll go to relic eight because not many people have relic nine so it's sixty thousand at relic eight he gains he gains health but not protection with his relics okay so this is this is uh this is a good amount because it i don't i don't want it to just come in and wipe out teams on yeah. its own, it's a, it's an epic ability, but at the same time, I mean, what's the point? Because you can get this ultimate really fast, actually. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess there's I, only I two think... Star Destroyers available. Or one Star Destroyer available. <laughs> one Star Destroyer, yeah. <laughs> Maybe two uh, if you're I... facing another Star Killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so let's, let's talk about the uniques mm-hmm. uh, because there's two of them. One of them is not an Omicron. The first one is not an Omicron. Uh, I'll try and fit as much of it as I can on the screen. Um, but, good lord, these kits are absurd. So, first one is Force Energy. Starkiller has 30% counter chance, crit chance, defense, defense penetration, and offense, and he's immune to fear. Uh, so then, just like I said, this is a bit of a book. Starkiller gains four stacks of force energy, maxing at 100 stacks each time he deals damage to an enemy 
and it's increased to five stacks if it's a critical hit. And he's got a bunch of AOEs, so you can actually you could probably pump these stacks fast. Um, at 100 stacks, he loses all of the force energy and gains unleashed, which grants the modifiers that we discussed on the abilities. On top of the modifiers with the abilities, he gains 70% counter chance. So it's 100%, 100% crit chance, 100% defense, defense penetration, and offense. He dispels all debuffs on himself. He takes a bonus turn. His cooldowns are reset. And if there's no Galactic Legend allies, that's when he gains the size means nothing. Um, and then, oh, and they, they repeat what size means nothing again. Uh, but 100% counter chance, 100% crit chance, defense, defense penetration, and offense. And he's immune to fear. Like, the, the ability size means nothing is cool. This unique what he gets when he reaches it just seems so much cooler. Like, yeah. this unique is amazing. I mean, it, it is really good. I mean, <laughs> he needed he needed to be good. I, I mean... Right. And right. I honestly, yeah, it, it seems like they, they need to give him a certain amount of fearsomeness uh, just because... If, if not, why get him? I know that... I wonder how much money they made off of Bando when they released him. Because... That's a good th- question. You, you, you say that this is the first, uh, the first character that you didn't have when it was first released. Uh, you know, the first Legendary. And I think we did wait yeah. a couple weeks, actually, to end up with Bando because there was just no huge rush. He was He was good. He's still good. He's just not... Does he change the equation that much? Does he really shift the balance? People people have been super laid back in trying to pursue him, and uh, understandably so. I think you know now that he's a requirement for executor and all, all this stuff, then it's it's a little different. But well, I don't know if he is Razor Crest is, but I think those Star Killer is he's he's going to be a guy people spend a lot of money to get right away. Yes. Yeah. Um... All right, so now here's the second unique. And, of course, it ties in with everything else. Uh, so this is the Omicron, or the third Omicron, the one that's basically necessary with him. But at the start of battle, if there's no Galactic Legend allies, and Starkiller has exactly one Jedi, one Lasufu, one Sith, and one Dasufu um, on his team, he has 100% crit damage and max health, which goes along with the crit chance and defense penetration from the other unique. He gains 35 speed, he has 100% max protection, and then he's immune to daze and stun. So he's now immune to daze, stun, and fear. Uh, then the Omicron, while he's in Grand Arena and meets those conditions... Uh, Jedi tank allies taunt for one turn. All allies get the 35 speed. Debuffed enemies deal 50% less damage. So we basically have a Gideon effect in there. Whenever a Sith ally uses a basic ability, Starkiller will assist, dealing 20% less damage, but he's, you know, assisting and building up his stacks faster. 
whenever a Desufu uses special ability, all allies get crit hit immunity. And whenever Star Killer uses a special ability, light side healer allies have all their cooldowns reduced by four, and Jedi tank allies gain damage immunity and taunt for one turn. Um, I mean, all allies getting 35% speed, debuffed enemies dealing less damage, and like, what are you going to say about this ability? I mean, like, he's going to be good. Right. Uh, it, it, this one it, this one guarantees that we're going to be using the weird setup because all of these different things are really good. And I think there's a few interesting things about it, too. I think, first off, there's uh, like there's all these different abilities that it grants. Uh, well, I guess you didn't talk about the the Omicron yet. But yeah, like this plus 35 speed. I think I think the thing that people are also not realizing is this isn't a leadership. This is a unique. Right. So he's right. just giving everyone 35 extra speed just on top of everything. This is this is a leadership unique, essentially. Yeah. Um, and so here's why I, a lot of people are saying use an EP lead with him. I don't necessarily agree. I feel like Darth Vader and Mara Jade are going to get just tied to the waist with him. Um, because Darth Vader enters Merciless does if there's you know you, you do the force crush first then you do four basics and star killer has assisted on all four basics and gained enough stacks that he's going to go unleashed on his first turn mm -hmm. if he's slower than darth vader right. um so like <sighs> I know, I know Mara Jade's fast and can start the turn meter train fast, but how do you beat Merciless like that? No. And, well, uh, you know. Yeah. You're right. So, yeah, the fact, the fact that Vader gets you your ultimate in a couple turns for him, as opposed yeah. to it being a huge grind, I, I feel like that's just, that's the win. Uh, condition. I mean, I guess the question is if Mara goes with Emperor Palpatine and Palpatine go, you know, they they all go with Star Killer, then I guess yeah. maybe like if Mara every time Mara goes, the Palp's gonna do a basic, right? Like so, and, and then Star Killer is going to gain another ten percent action on it. So I guess theoretically, Palpatine and Mara could combine to give him twenty percent every like turn meter cycle. But yeah, uh, whatever. I, I think. <laughs> I think Darth Vader is just going to be too good here, at least, right. in, unless till they until they release someone else. So fair, or and you know, um, God, who knows? The question is, I feel like the dark side half of his team is, you know, it's Mara, Star Killer, and then Darth Vader or EP. Who the hell do you give him on the light side? Oh, so, so I, I think that there's an argument that their intention is to get Jahan Juhani on here because they're talking about light side healers and it decreases cooldowns by four. And that Juhani has a revive that has an eight turn cooldown. I mean, 
what other yeah whatever what other abilities on that type of character has a four turn cooldown. I guess I guess Jolie could as well, but Jolie's gonna have a lot of yeah. he's gonna have a pretty limited scope. Juhani will revive people. Or sorry, not Juhani. I'm saying Juhani. I'm sorry. Juhani is actually a, 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 yeah. So Juhani's a, a contender, of course, for the the Jedi tank. That's what people are saying. But that what I'm trying. Yeah, I totally misspoke though. Visus Mar though is the one that I keep thinking is they want her to be on the team. They want her because she's like I said, she has that eight turn or cooldown for her revive and you know she's a healer she she gives some buffs yeah. um she's not geared yet <laughs> i yeah i just don't oh god here's the thing you're basically using her for being a lasufu right because what else does she you, you're talking about the revive on the team but mm-hmm. i mean I get the feeling that unless you're up against the GL, like Starkiller is just going to roll any other team. Um, so she's not like, she has to survive. It's easy to say, put her in the team, but she has to survive. So who's the Jedi tank. And you can't say Mace because Mace dies. One thing I was thinking of was maybe Kanan. I don't know. Yeah, I like I thought Kanan because he's at least thicker, but like, yeah, there's a few things that that are kind of good about him. But uh, well, and here's here's the thing about it though is the one nice thing is they're they're going to be gaining a ton of taunt. Like he, it's going to be a signed yeah. taunt, and so we could have Plo as well. I mean, he's he can do some okay things, but he's another one that dies. Like and yeah, everyone says, "Oh, use Mace with Jedi Master Kenobi," but Ray's whirlwind kills Mace. Like Ray's whirlwind doesn't kill Kenobi. Like that. That's that's telling you the difference here, right? <laughs> so you can use Mace, but he's going to die in the second your tank dies on this team. You have zero way to protect Star Killer. So you you can't just throw in like a trashy tank. Um. Right. Well, I mean, you never you have pretty diminishing returns on on that on that count. Right. I think I think you throw in a tank that's designed to be a tank. There, there, there was no way that they intended Mace to actually tank when they first designed him. They right. put a tank thing on. I bet they just thought it was funny. They're like, oh, he takes hits, and then <laughs> he dies. Like, yeah, we're gonna make him suck. Uh, but there wasn't anything. And then and then you like Bastila came out with her leadership that lets him taunt at the start of the fight and there you know of course Watt does it and there's a bunch of characters that can make him taunt now it doesn't make him a good tank uh, like like you say i think you put a tank that's designed to be a tank so like Kanan or maybe Juhani if you look at i, I don't know uh, right i don't people are saying general kenobi and i think that's probably false uh, but maybe, I yeah. mean, if you're on offense and you decide to trade tanks with your cat, if you're doing a mirror match, then maybe, maybe GK. But uh, GK is better if if you're trying to, under almost any other circumstance, because if you're trying to counter that team with, it, when a, in a non-mirror situation, then Kenobi is a lot better than those tanks. Yeah. Um, the other thing about this team is when you have all these random people with no actual synergy other than this unique 
Like, this is not a defense team. People need to get in their head. This is not a team that you put on defense. Like, right now, put it in your head. Do not put Starkiller on defense, other than maybe for the first week where people don't know how to counter him. This is not going to be a good defense team. Yeah, or if you want to be a dick and put all of your good defense, it's probably uh, the top 11 of your best teams on defense, right? well, is my guess. So, Sure, but if you're putting all 11 of your best defense teams, like that, right. you know, you have to beat some of their teams too. Um, you're right. Oh, yeah, so, this is just if you want to be a dick with no plan. Right, so. right. Um, like, especially if you're putting Visus Mar on defense and you expect it to hold, I'm sorry, you need to re-examine your life. Um, that's that's what that comes down to. But, <laughs> like, how how doesn't a Zam-built uh, bounty hunter team beat this, like, kill Starkiller before he gets a turn? Well, so what's his base speed? I guess we know that now, too, don't we? We do. Uh, it's 162. Oh, so he's not super quick. That's, I mean, that's no. reasonable, but... Okay. Um, or, like, he doesn't have anything that... He's not like Mon Mothma, where he can't be... Uh, the Or can't suffer a taunt effect. Like, Jedi Knight Revan can direct focus him. True. Uh, then Visus Mar is gonna gonna be worth her weight in gold, my friend. Not that gold even exists in Star Wars. <laughs> we don't know, but uh, yeah, I think that I, I'm probably it does because it's an element. But the I think right. that I think that yeah. I, why would you put it on defense when you can have it on offense? And I, right. I think I think just just to point out his level of efficiency, if you can if you can time it. I think that there's going to be a certain strategy to knowing when you can end it. Like uh, you just have to have your guys keep you in the fight. Like just stay in the fight. Everyone stays alive. Everyone hangs out until he gets his ultimate ready to kill everyone. Then if he kills everyone, everyone also on his team gains all their health and protection back and you get finished with full banners. Right. Yes. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I, I just think, because there's so many people. I feel like every time a new character is released, all I hear about is, God, this character sucks because he sucks on defense. We need to prep people now. This is not a defense team, people. Like, do, please do not. Do not put this in the front bottom and expect it to hold nonstop. Right. right. Not yet, anyways. I, I'm sure there'll be a few. At some point, there'll be some somewhat interesting builds for defense where the, the yeah. AI plays it on a somewhat okay basis but yeah right right now it seems it seems pretty obvious we don't have the right teams figured out there's no, there's no right. testing either <laughs> well there's and we can't test <laughs> hooray well, I, yeah well <laughs> that, that's um, it. such a stupid i, I hate i hate like, that <clears throat> yeah because the Jedi tank isn't going to taunt and have damage immunity in arena to test. Right. Nothing you can do to make that happen. And so. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see. I We'll see. That's the Very best well. we can say. Right. Um, we will. Yeah. Uh, but not this week. <laughs> 
yes, to, this God. week is not that week. Yeah. Uh, well, thank God. But we could talk about Mara. She's actually going to be interesting as well. Potentially. She is. Um, that I have her basic all lined up immediately. Um, so Mara is just so we can get to the categories. So she's dark side, she's an attacker, she's empire. So she actually has a faction tag, which uh, Starkiller doesn't. And then unaligned force user. Because that's the other thing we didn't talk about, Starkiller. If you don't use him on that janky team, like where are you putting him? I mean, it, it basically has to be with Lord Vader. Because who else is going to give him anything? No. I don't know, man. Uh, one thing I will point out to the devs apparently have promised us that we will be able to get Star Killer at like in three v three. He will be able to use his unique there yes. as well. And, as well as Gideon and Gideon, yeah, they just threw him yeah. in there too. Which I mean, I never really cared that much, but I guess that's it's nice. I've always been kind of annoyed that they just make a leadership for five v five that is impossible to use in three v three. Yeah, so I'm glad that they're actually addressing that. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, Mara Jade. <laughs> so here's her basic. Deal special damage to target enemy twice and inflict a daze for two turns. If EP is the leader, he assists. If it's Mara's turn, otherwise a random ally with useful pawn assists dealing 50% less damage, which we'll get into useful pawn when we get down to the uniques. Um, So, special one, Ultimate Predator. This is a Zeta. Dispel all buffs and inflict stun and vulnerable for one turn on a target enemy. Then, deal special damage to all enemies and inflict tenacity down for one turn. This ability deals double damage to shocked enemies and Jedi. Um, so, I mean, the, the big takeaway from this is an AoE tenacity down on your opening turn. Yeah, that's nice. So, yeah. so it it's also yeah, dispel all buffs and inflict stun and vulnerable on everyone, then deal damage well, no. and inflict tenacity down. Stun and vulnerable is on one, the tenacity downs on all. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. So I was like, geez, I, I missed that, but I didn't. <laughs> but that's seven debuffs on a character that you can easily get to 340, 350 speed. And we're talking about right. being on an EP team where seven debuffs equals all that turn meter. Oh. Um, so then she's going to immediately get another turn. Right. It's basically a Vader situation. Um, mm -hmm. And then that, so you open up with the ultimate predator, which leads you into the infiltrate and disrupt, which is you deal special damage to all enemies, so it's an AoE. You inflict offense down, shock, and stagger for two turns. So three debuffs on each enemy. And then Marjade gains stealth for two turns and 1.25% turn meter for each debuff inflicted by the ability. And if EP is the leader, he also gains that turn meter. Nice. Um. So this is this is basically designed for EP to be like troopers where I mean she goes and the team just zoom zoom <laughs> like 
she's just gonna because right. EP gains the turn meter, then tenacity down is done and stagger is all out there. EP AOE stun, and your team basically gets two turns before they get a single turn. Right. Well, yeah, that. I guess the thing that's interesting to me is so she's designed to go with Palpatine, and yet people are clearly planning on using her for, for like I, I don't know if she's going to end up with Star Killer or not. Honestly, just because if it, you can use one thing we didn't talk about Star Killer actually is he he also isn't the lead, and so you could actually put a, any number of of characters on on as lead like you could put crew on defense uh or on on leadership you could put general kenobi on defense you can put i mean a ton of jedi have a bunch of different viability you can you can place uh, but also you have darth vader who you can put on defense or or on i keep saying defense on leadership you can also have palpatine and so you you know there's a there's a ton of different characters that you can actually do this stuff with i just don't know if so if if vader is as good with him as it looks like that and mara yeah. is what what's the intent what's she going to be doing i'm i'm very interested to see what mara's if mara's going to end up on star killer cuz she it seems like she's going to completely revitalize the palpatine squad uh, right but it's one of those revitalize the palpatine squads until you get star killer likely um I mean, mm-hmm. she's designed for EP lead, but an AOE tenacity down with <laughs> offense down, shock and stagger on the next turn. Um, you know, it's hard to argue with that on any team. Like you put that on a Lord Vader team and it'll do well. Um, sure. It's, you just wouldn't get the unique, which is, the next thing to talk about, which is the which is an Omicron for territory wars. But so if EP is in the lead slot, Empire and Sith allies gain an extra 20% offense and potency. Otherwise, if EP is not the lead, all dark side allies gain useful pawn, uh, which uh, is negative 5% crit chance, crit damage, and offense. Uh, Mara Jade has 10% crit chance, crit damage, and offense for each ally with useful pawn. So they become weaker, she becomes stronger. At the start of Mara Jade and EP's turns, Mara Jade gains a stack of Loyal Hand until the end of the encounter. Loyal Hand is 10% max protection and offense. So basically, if EP is not on the team, it's designed to make Mara Jade super uh super strong now if jedi knight luke skywalker is on the enemy squad marjade blinds him for one turn at the start of her (laughs) turn not at the start of the battle at the start of her turn and he can't evade or resist it so every time she takes a turn jkl is blinded (laughs) um which is just kind of a funny f you to him it is it is now, in Territory Wars, and a lot of people want to apply this one for Territory Wars, it's if the enemy leader is not a Galactic Legend, that leader loses 100% protection. 
uh, loses 50% max protection, and Mara Jade gains basically starts with 100% turn meter. And whenever an enemy unit is defeated, all allies gain 20% max protection. Mara Jade inflicts vulnerable for one turn on a random enemy, which can't be evaded or resisted. So it's basically, hey, gas, you looked good over there. Get on your knees. <laughs> that's like that's what this mm-hmm. league is. So, and but it works against more than just gas because if you're starting, I mean, you're not going to use this against the KRU lead if you apply the Omicron, but the KRU starts with no protection, or you know, any character, any leader is starting with no protection, which is it's no small small deal to have your leader start with no protection and um, lose 50% of his max protection when you mix it with the rest of the Marjade kit, too. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, Yeah, just losing all their protection and everything. uh, uh, Yeah, it it can be... It'll be a really interesting one. I mean, that's Territory Wars, but at the same time, yeah, when they're not a Galactic Legend, I mean, it, it does just her presence, her existence in territory wars is going to make it so that general Skywalker just isn't an offensive, like general Skywalker 501st is most likely not a defensive team anymore in territory wars is, you know, right. And to varying degrees, general Skywalker was already mostly out because almost everybody had CLS. Right. Here for anti Skywalker, but I feel like you were saying more RNG. Yeah. I feel like you were saying though that because I mentioned that I was like, well, a lot of yeah. people aren't aren't a lot of like he's just not on defense as much anymore. And I think you were saying that your your guild faced them or something. You like there's a whole wall. I, of them. So I have like I haven't seen General Skywalker in a while, but when it rains, it pours type of situation where I saw him two wars in a row and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm not yeah. used to this. Of course, then we called out CLS and the General Skywalker wall went down for mostly 20s, but, uh, you know, yeah. Um, so this, oh God, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, you basically need CLS to be this on defense if this was on defense as well. But this is, I mean, this is an offense team. Like this is, you're not going to place this on defense. Right. Right. Yeah. Like this is this is a great opportunity to botch it. Uh, otherwise, though, I right. do like the idea of her with Palpatine lead, and if she's pretty fast, you you could put him on defense. And if she's if you if you give her fast enough sets, she's going to do her AOEs, and she's going to be taking a lot of turns. They're going to stun you. You're, it's going to be hell until you bring like Hux, and it just shuts everything down. Right. Like. Uh... You bring hooks or you bring CLS, and it's just all right. That was cute. <laughs> Good right. try. Um, especially since you don't need to worry about the EP you need. Like taking CLS against EP in GAC is annoying because of that unique that drains them of health and or uh, you know does damage every turn. You're like, well, goddamn it, there goes my banners. Um, doesn't matter in territory wars, quite frankly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. 
Yeah. Uh, so we have these four legendary characters. It, it's going to mess me up a lot because legendary is not the same as legends. Uh, right. <laughs> but but we have them. And what? which one, uh, what's your power ranking on them? What's your favorite? Oh, God. Um, pro- probably Kyle Katarn. I'd put it first. Uh, because I think I'm going to get the most use out of him once they all reach relics. Like he's going to be on a Mon Mothma squad for GAC and maybe Territory Wars, but then he's going to be really good on a Jedi Master Luke squad when you hit uh, phase four and you hit that stupid command droid that drops days on every assist and it's just like shelling your team nonstop. Um, Kyle Katarn is going to stop that too. Um, sure. so probably Kyle is first on my list and then God, we're started talking about this off the air I don't know how to feel about Mara Jade because she's ridiculously good I just don't know I don't know where she's going to end up like does she end up with Starkiller does she end up with the EP does she end up somewhere else um but she's she's probably second on my list um then then it would go talon and then dash and that's not to say dash is bad i think all four of these characters are better than god might be better than any other marquee individual marquee that was released this year Gosh, that's insane, isn't it? Yeah, like Bad Batch are good, but <coughs> they're a team, right? So you need at least four of them. Um, so for an individual characters, I all four of these might be at the top of the list. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, just in terms of individual marquees, I, I don't know what... I mean... Oh, well, just, Fennec is pretty high too. I forgot about Fennec, but yeah. Fennec's pretty good. I, you know, Django's pretty good. He, he came out a long time ago. I don't know if he's better than any of these guys. But... Oh, no, I was saying this year. Oh, this year. Okay. Like, oh, my th- bad. Mar- my bad. A, a marquee this year. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I like Echo. Bad Batch Echo is pretty, pretty, pretty badass. He's really fast. He does a lot of really important things. I've been using him in random other teams lately too, but. I don't know that he's necessarily better than any of these guys. Um, right. Individually, I don't think he does as much as any of these guys. Yeah, could be. I like I like all of these guys a lot. I, I don't know who I'm... I think as far as relics go, Kyle Katarn is the one I'm most excited about. But Dash Rendar, of course, he has a lot of utility, especially like we were talking about 3v3 is really good. I do like Talon. She's going to make a Treya team just so obnoxiously good and just, just stupid. Yeah. And uh, Mara Jade is potentially the best, depending, I mean... I know the people had a lot of really cherry picked fights using relics, uh, you know, using her at relics and beating Galactic Legends and stuff. I, so I don't know. They say that it's consistent, and I'm like, well, who's testing? I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I'd have to actually look at that. But I do think that they all hold a ton of promise. 
and th- yes. this is this has been one of my very favorite batches of release uh, you know even if we didn't get star killer from it just these four legends characters were, were amazing because they buffed a bunch of teams that were kind of starting to fall behind a little bit and that is right. people talk about power creep and yes it exists but in this game they really, really do. They have a great track record of paying attention to power creep and not invalidating teams. Right. Yeah. You know, so Trey has been falling behind. Let's let's give her let's give her Darth Talon, and suddenly that team is going to be obnoxious as hell. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Um, Mon Mothma. You can still use it, but against mostly B teams. And now here's Kyle Katarn starting at 307, you know, 70 speed. Uh, right. And He's... now Mon Mothma goes first. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could use Mon Mothma against that uh, Bosque team, potentially, huh? <laughs> Depending on how fast, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, you'd, have, you'd need a relic Kyle Katarn to do it, but... right. You, right. you have you have so much speed and turn meter manipulation now it's I think I think nowadays Hux is going to be more and more valuable too I think teams that can just shut down turn meter gain because all of that that's kind of the hallmark of all of these different characters I guess Dash doesn't yeah. necessarily have a ton of that though he does actually have some turn meter gain in his kit as in his unique he also you also though have Kyle Katarn, who he's only fast because he gains turn meter. So the second he's facing right. a team with Hux, a, a full first order team with Hux, he's not gaining it. And, uh, you know, we have Mara Jade, who's with Emperor Palpatine, who has been kind of invalidated in some ways because he can't gain all the turn meter and stuff uh, from from his from his stuff because some a lot of the teams are shutting it down. Um, and then Talon, I guess Talon, you don't, she doesn't do turn she does have turn meter gain though too she gives it as you you put her zeta on and when they hit the yeah. leader then the whole team gains turn meter so right you know all four of them are turn meter based so we'll we'll see maybe the next yeah. batch of things are going to be anti-turn meter <laughs> uh probably um but it, we've said it before of these characters have almost solidified General Grievous coming to offense. Because how do you stop that turn meter? Well, you leave Newt exposed, they kill Newt, you get a bonus turn with Newt, you get a bonus turn with Grievous, and the yeah. teams start to collapse. Um, You're off to the races, yep. I yeah. agree. It's a good observation. So I do plan on Grievous on on offense quite frequently now if my opponents have these guys leveled up you know if they don't have them leveled up Grievous probably stays on defense but on offense Grievous is just takes these these teams out I don't know about the Jade one I haven't seen the Jade test but like Kyle Katarn yeah cool you took turns bro you, you killed Newt <laughs> Here's extortion, and Grievous is, by the way, going to take a turn on you. Right. Well, you know, and Mothma, Mothma can beat General Grievous teams otherwise, but I think, yeah, it's it's a totally level, totally different thing if it's on defense. I think Grievous probably has his way. We'll have to see though. Kyle Katarn also has a few cool tricks uh, up his sleeve. He does more damage, etc. So, you know, may, maybe well, Grievous that, uh, won't beat it, but we'll see. Well, no, that one I've done. 
multiple times now. Grievous, Grievous does beat that team. Uh, even against Kyle Katarn? Yeah. Mothma yeah. teams? Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I guess it, you I guess you could have seen it. Like Kyle Katarn being reliced, right? Uh yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's fair then. Let's then then rest in peace, Mothra. T- I, I don't <laughs> right. just take Mothra on, on offense because she kills all the things with Kyle she, Katarn. She does. She kills all the things. Like it's the I want my new character to go on defense because I don't know how to use them thing. Um yeah just just be ready <laughs> be ready uh this first week my god we're going to answer so many how is this team countered questions <laughs> true um, which is understandable because there's going to be teams that we face that we're going to be like uh how do i counter this team yeah, so if you guys haven't joined our Discord server yet, you should join our Discord server because there's going to be all that discussion yes. all the time. That's going to be happening a ton. Our server is going to it, get tons of views. Yes. Um, speaking of, there's actually a bunch of podcast questions that are mostly relevant to to this conversation, so we should probably pull them in because they were asked on our Discord server. Um, okay. All right. So, where was it? Oh, that was. Um, so, talking about Star Killer, don't his two special attack Omicrons seem more like win more as opposed to necessary to win? Uh, because the two special Omics don't seem like they'll win if you aren't winning from the post ultimate board state anyway. So, how do you feel about that? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I it just depends on how much damage he can do. Who who is he fighting? Who is he countering? Because if it's against a Galactic Legend, then I feel like there's a decent chance that he just uh, it, that you do use those those. But you're right. If if you're facing a team that's not a Galactic Legend, I mean. You have to think that this this guy was designed to take out Galactic Legends, and in which case, yeah. those Omicrons become much more relevant. If you're just saying, "Oh, I'm going to take out Darth Revan," then you probably probably don't care. You probably just kill the whole team with your ultimate and call it a day. So, yeah, uh, to me, it seems like to me it seems like they're going to be relevant for the teams he's likely to face. I guess. Fair. What do you think? Fair. Yeah, I, I think that's true. And I we kind of said it through while we were going through the Starkiller kit of the the first unique was kind of a, yeah, this is going to be the last one. Or not first unique, the first special was, uh, yeah, you know, I'll, I can apply this one last. That's fine. The unique is necessary. Um, this The second special, I think, is stronger than the first special, but I do imagine I will have all three applied when I can. Yeah, I, I think, I think like we said, put a, put them Omicrons on some very like the, some more important team changing characters. But then you're probably going to want at, at least two to start off. I I would save up two, and if by, at yeah. that point there's one that's obvious, and then choose between the one that the consensus is best because. 
right now it looks like the i think second one is best but yes yeah uh, you know may, maybe i'm wrong maybe for the teams you're trying to counter you don't need that one as much so yeah um yeah I, i'm interested to see how it all how it all plays out yeah um because the his ultimate is not going to kill galactic legends i don't think uh no not not unless they were in the yellow or something <laughs> right that's um the one thing i do like about the ultimate that we didn't talk about is that it deals the same damage to every enemy so just having five it's not like the ray ultimate where if five people are standing the damage is spread out it's oh you're standing so you get a 90k hit you get a 90k hit you get a 90k hit you know um right which i do i do like that part uh all right, so next up, now or now that you've applied the Zam Omicron, how do you plan on splitting your bounty hunter teams? And I, I can sort of answer this of, I don't. Because <laughs> you still only have one tank, right? I, I mean, I know Van Seal can do it with his, but I don't have an R8 Greedo, like, Zam is there to make the single team I have better as opposed to create a second team. I, I, you might feel different. We really haven't talked about it, but that's, that's how I feel. Of Zam is there so that my bounty hunters don't need god mods to beat Darth Revan. Yeah. Um, yep. But... I totally agree. Totally, absolutely agree with that. I think that with the with the situation that things are, uh, I, I think the Bosk is the limiting factor. We need another taunting tank that is right. even approaching as good as he is because right now he's he's what we've got, and bounty hunters really struggle without a tank a lot of times, at least in five v five, and you're only going to have one good. Uh, you want you want that Bosk and Grief tandem. If you split them up, the team is significantly worse. If you don't have Mando on it, it's it's also significantly worse. A lot of times, you want Zam on there, and then you can choose one more one more character. And you know sometimes that's going to be Aura for the leadership. Sometimes that's going to be Fennec for the uh, for getting the contract really quick. Whatever, yeah. uh, you know, or just Boba. Whatever. I, I just don't think. I don't think that Zam moves the needle that much. Maybe, maybe you you could maybe just say like, okay, I'm going to take the Aura lead team with Bosk and Grief and all the, you know, and Boba and everyone. And then you could put a Zam team, you could use a Zam team to make all the other bounty hunters super fast and maybe just, just Alpha Strike to be able to take out a bunch of characters or put them on defense to steal banners. But that, that seems like a poor choice. So don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so this next one, we have, you know, 8.7-ish million GP accounts. Oh, and welcome to uh, the raid with Britain. Welcome. Good to see you, sir. Thank you're, you for the raid. Welcome to all the viewers. You're all now on the grid. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, Just kidding. So we both have oh, 8 point, or are you? 8.7-ish million GP accounts. Hell, my alt is just about 8 million. We're going to face 10 million GP accounts. So 
once we have Star Killer, and not including mods because that's dependent on each account, um, how does having ten million GP give an advantage? Uh, so 10 million GP also comes with the implication that people are spending uh, an ass load of money on their accounts. And that includes a lot of times mods. And also, uh, even if they haven't invested in mods, uh, you know, like if you've spent a ton on mods, uh, I've been in a few fights and Solo has too, where you're just totally overwhelmed. Even though we spend a lot of time and effort on mods, we don't spend hundreds of dollars every month on mods uh, in addition to everything. And so taking these guys out, like facing some of these guys with a with 10 million, the mods are going to be a big advantage for them. And then also uh, like all the all the relic eight and nine just adds up. It's so if you're facing a team, you're like, oh my gosh, guys, look at this. This whole team is relic eight, except for a couple relic nines. It's scary. And then you face yeah. a roster with just that. And you're like, wow, I suddenly my my relic three Hoth Rebel Scout just doesn't seem like he's up to snuff. <laughs> right. That's I mean that that is where the advantage of you're gonna face two walls of R7. And you know, maybe maybe it doesn't matter. It yeah. probably will. <laughs> and honestly, like relic eight too, they have a ton of relic eight at this point. So right. Yeah, it's it's a significant advantage for for them even even where we're at especially now that we used to be shielded from that a little bit because of matchup gp and that just isn't a thing anymore uh i do think that we'll be able to go in swinging and have a have a puncher's chance to actually win because we're you know yeah i agree mechanics are better go ahead i i think we'll have a chance for sure but it's it's a definite advantage like there's not a doubt in my mind there's a definite advantage in it yeah there's no doubt i mean <clears throat> the the advantage doesn't there, also right now it, it's particularly relevant with 10 million gp most of those guys are going to have relic <laughs> relic mara jade <laughs> right and, well there's that too yeah yeah like even without star killer they're going to have these teams that are just boosted they're just going to be better at like yeah. uh, a treya team with talent on it at at four stars is significantly worse than a uh, talent on it with relic 5 so right and that's yeah that's going to be gross i don't want to do that <laughs> yeah agreed <laughs> um all right let's see uh, there's actually one that was asked right when we went on the air. Uh, we've answered this 18 times. No, CG is not going to make Arena a full sandbox, at least not anytime soon. Um, it's, it's a brilliant idea, but having watched them do this, that uh speed gap oh my gosh i i don't expect them to change all of the code of arena especially when the younger accounts are still using arena i no i don't i don't expect that ever yes it's going to be annoying as hell that we can't test anything that actually makes me extremely frustrated but i just Mm -hmm. don't expect them to do something about it um I feel like right now is the first time I felt like this game truly, truly needed a sandbox mode, frankly. Yes, agreed. 
I completely agree with that. Um, all right. So next one. After nearly, nearly two years of four weeks GAC on, one week off, we had this change of almost a month between GACs. How has the time been for reflection and planning? And do you think it should become a more regular thing, like once a year, every six months, where we get a longer break in between for shuffling? What do you think? I think it has been very useful to me, but not in terms of in-game play. <laughs> like It's been useful to my mental sanity because we had light side territory battle and conquest going at the same time. Um, GAC is kind of the reason I play the game though. And if it, if we go multiple months without GAC in a year, like I'm going to go play something else probably. Realistically speaking, if they mm -hmm. take away my favorite game mode for months at a time, it's going to frustrate the hell out of me. Yeah, you're right. I so this is I didn't real. I was telling you, uh, op, you know, before we started. Yeah. Uh, but like, I didn't realize how much I needed a break. Frankly, I think I was just starting to fall behind. I was losing. I don't know if losing interest is quite the right word. I, I was. I was still really enjoying it, but there was, there's a certain amount of just not, I wasn't, I wasn't keeping up as well. And I was starting to get behind. I've tried to make content. I'm trying to have a family life or, you know, I have a different podcast that, that we're trying to start. I've, I've got all these things. And so I was, I don't have time to join a territory war guild that has all the cool comps. And so, you know, this this break has been a huge help for me personally. I I needed I needed multiple weeks where I didn't have the pressure of trying to prepare against another guy and trying to make content and trying to keep up with conquest and light side territory battles. Dear Lord, with if it did if it <laughs> if last week had been GAC as well, oh, I, I I might have died. I'm I'm not sure, but I, I that's possible. Maybe I would have just like taken a week off of work. I don't know. It, it was. <laughs> It was crazy. And so, you know, we, uh, I needed that break, but like you say, solo, if we consistently, if, if, if it's like one month off and the, or one month on one month off, I don't know that I, I don't want that. That seems right. awful. In fact, I maybe a, maybe an extra week every once in a while would be nice. Like have a two week break, but not every time I have yeah. a two week break you know what have a two-week break sometimes when and plan it so that we don't have to do light side territory battles and right. and conquest and gac like if if you could even just in the middle like between weeks two and three just pause <laughs> and not have us do that like just i would love that it's like okay we're we're in the midweek thing and they don't want to screw us over then you know they, we get a, we get a random week off, like have a floating week where that happens, and then otherwise, I, I like I like the normal iteration of four weeks on, one off. That overall, okay. that's good. This one has been awesome because we needed it after a year or two of straight, you know, consistent stuff. But yeah, in two years, give me another one. Give me another break. Um. Yes, I completely agree. All right, so last one. If they remove or reallocate Fleet Arena Crystals, where where would you, well, this is two questions. Where would you put them? Personally, the questioner says they think that it would be linked to Conquest, 
but what game mode would you like to see Fleet Arena Crystals go to so we don't have to do Fleet Arena anymore? Gosh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. I think it was Bitcoin who was saying it. He was saying, great, now he's saying it sarcastically. Great, now now I have two game modes like that, that control my <laughs> destiny with ships. Like my RN, my RNG with yeah. against executor is going to control two different game modes now instead of just one. And I mean, I, I'm selfish. I like GAC a lot. I I'd prefer that if if they could put put all the crystals from fleet there. I don't. How necessary is it? I guess there's a few people who are just totally screwed on those fleet shards that just got way out of control, and they're still, even though they split them into three different shards they there's right. those those fleet shards are still out of control and the people are still falling to like the 80s even after yeah. years and years of play like it's and so for those people's sake it's just not fair that you have to climb that much it's such a headache but i don't know where you put them the the crystals maybe just mail everyone 400 crystals every day and call it <laughs> um yeah if i had to put them somewhere uh i'm gonna say territory battles uh you know make it if i get 71 waves like make it make it valuable to me uh, make it make it pve though i think too yeah so that i know people people have been uh, there's so many people who have their different takes on things of course and that, that a lot of them are valid but one thing is people are saying well GAC is just PVP and uh, arena squad arena is not and i mean they both are PVP people are like no they're both PVP they're, they're against players but it's but different yeah. it, it's significantly different honestly so i i think put it in a PVE mode i think that would be wise yeah don't put it on conquest cuz hopefully conquest will just slowly die it needs to die a sad, slow death. Yeah, um, kill conquest. That's that's what we need to have happen. <laughs> that's the problem uh, with this game. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's all the podcast questions. We're kind of and we've 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 been going for two hours and ten minutes almost. So uh, it's probably a good time to call it. So we need we need to plan defenses tomorrow. GAC is back! Yay! yay i know it's good and also pretty stressful i'm excited actually i am super excited we're going to gambit fight night's going to be weird for a couple weeks i think because uh the first friday you're going to be gone the second friday i'm going to be gone and then after that we should be back to our regular scheduled stuff and one of them is going to be a new year's party won't it it will be yeah that'll be fun yeah Oh, yeah, that'll make it interesting. Yeah, we can drink. I'll drink. It'll be epic. <laughs> that will be epic. Especially if I'm facing someone who's way better than me, I'll drink and then I'll blame it on the alcohol. <laughs> oh, that's that's excellent. <laughs> God, we didn't even talk about the potential matchups for this GAC. Uh, There's so much to talk about today. It's too much. I'm excited, but I mean, next... I think the next week's uh, podcast is going to also just be jam-packed full of everything. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Yep. Mm. But yeah, I think it's good. It's time to go. It's been two hours, we could call it. So yeah. guys, thanks. Thanks for hanging out. Don't be dicks. And remember that evil sucks.
Yeah. Still. Um, <laughs> After all these years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So.